we are playing Vampire the Masquerade. VTM only half romanticizes vampires, and a large portion of the game is about exploring just how much of a monster you're willing to become. Since this game deals with heavier issues than most games we tend to play on this podcast, I am issuing a content warning for the following subjects on basically every episode. Blood. Violence. Body horror. Abuse of all forms. Issues of consent. And torture. If you feel uncomfortable to listening to any of these subjects, please tread lightly, and we will not blame you if you skip this campaign. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Last time, these wonderful, wonderful people managed to figure out a way to get Pilsner dead to rights, and so they spent a long time trying to figure out what exactly to do, and the long and short answer of it is Pilsner is kind of unkillable in the easiest way that is available to them, which is to stake him in a heart and then just, like, decapitate him from there, because his heart is literally stone and also in the wrong spot, so they have to go to an insane asylum to get a special stake that the Tremere Primogen prepared, and also Salem is going to the meeting of the Primogen Council to, I guess, try to make as few casualties as possible in order to convince them to declare a blood hunt legally on the... I keep calling him Pilsner. He's not actually Pilsner. But you know what I mean. So, Pilsner. Yes. Cracking up on a cold one. Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cracking uh, up on a boy with the cold ones. With the cold ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of cracking one open, I need rouse checks from everybody. Uh, wow, I really hope I don't fuck this rouse check up. Because I think I'm really hungry in that. Uh, let's see here. Where's... Uh, you get failure on my first rounds, well, yeah. I get a reroll uh, on that success. Yes, and then also, Luke doesn't get hungrier. Spoiler alert, Luke's going to be involved in this. Nice. All right. Is he involved with what I'm doing or involved yes. with? Oh, yes, boy. he's getting involved with what you are doing because he's one of the, uh, he's a pre-key witness. So he's going with you guys. Great. I got to make sure Luke doesn't die now. On top of me not dying. And now, Jonathan, if you want to try and heal some of that aggravated damage, I did look up the rules. I need three successful rouse checks. Uh, okay. One. That's one. That's two. two. That's three. three. Congratulations. One of your aggravated damage ter- just is healed completely. I like the idea okay. that, um, that you kind of look a little anemic right now because you have to like, in order to hurt yourself to succeed, you boiled some of your blood. So it just kind of looks skinny right now. And some of that, like you look a little more filled out, but like your cheeks are still a little bit gaunt. Uh, you can still see a bit of your rib cage. Eh, it's just not doing good right now. No, no. You look even more goth than normal. I, okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm extremely and normie. Yes. So. 
that doesn't even apply here. You but the, the only reason you don't wear dark and red clothing is because like you mostly just eat at home. And so you can change your shirt if you get it messy. Look, I made the beast kind of angry yesterday and that I got what I wanted, but it ended poorly for me. And now I'm awake again. And uh, I I healed over a day, just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. All right, I forgot. Did you did you go home or did you stay over at Coors again? Staying at Coors until this is resolved. All right, so uh, Anna is doing all right. Uh, the ghouls usually only need blood like once a month. Anna's pretty special exception because it helps her calm down, but she's doing okay enough that you don't have to worry about her at the moment. Cool. Glad to hear it. So, Salem, I believe, is staying at their own place, correct? You're muted, Kelly. Oh, you are muted. I don't remember what I said, so let's go with yes. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so we'll start with you, since you're the, uh, the odd person out right now. What are you doing this morning as far as prep work is concerned? Tonight, I am immediately going out to find something to eat because, dear God, I'm hungry. All right, so... And I can't think straight on an empty stomach. Empty veins. Uh, huh? Hmm... Uh, let's see here. I forget. Can't think straight on empty. Oh, you don't have your predator stuff filled in, so I'm just gonna have to look that up. It's, like, it's hey. so weird watching you do that, because I had my sheet open, and when you changed it, it changed for me, too. It's manipulation plus fame. Manipulate Romeo manipulation plus fame. Sure. I have three fame dice, don't I? Yes. Yes. Just double-checking. I got two successes. Well, I guess you got. You actually have one. If it's one, it's four it's guys ten and one normal success ten. Does that still count as? It's it's a, it's still a critical. Yeah, it's still a critical success. So you get okay. four successes. It's but yeah. one of them is a hunger success. Yeah, because we already did. Somebody's taking a selfie. I can't. I actually can't think of anything cool. So, if anybody has any suggestions as to what that could entail, think of some dumb then. I mean, I can't think of that either. I'm drawing a blank. Actually, wait, hold on. I've got one. Hey, Salem. Yes. Roll me composure plus. It's gonna be a weird one. Composure plus awareness to see just what you're doing. Okay. Okay, once, well, you can always spend a willpower to re-roll it. Uh, You can re-roll three. I will re-roll three, so I know. Yep. (laughs) Okay, I got two successes. That is good enough. That is good enough. How hungry were you? I have three hunger. You were three hunger? You managed to get two of those pips away before you realize, oh shit, if I take any more, this person's going to be in a bad way. Oh, I accidentally started sucking blood from somebody who is already kind of anemic. No, it's it's that human beings have five pips, and you can take two pips safely before you start getting into dangerous territory. 
Ah. Yeah. And so I was going to, like, if you had failed, like, hard, I was going to have you drain her dry. But no, you succeeded on the two uh, difficulty. So congratulations. You don't kill a person by accident. What is a remorse check? Remorse check is uh, if you do something that's against the Chronicle tenants, such as, I don't know, accidentally eating someone's eating someone innocent and uh, and killing them, you'd have to make a remorse check at the end of the session in order to uh, keep your humanity. It's it specifically remorse check has to do with getting rid of stains. And yes, as Colin said, it is done at the end of every session. And there are ways to acquire stains other than breaking chronicle tenants, such yeah. as like for me and and Salem, does Salem have um, feeding restrictions? I forget. Uh, yes, I do have a feeding restriction. It's on children. Like, you basically have no kid, like no kids. Right. Yeah. So if if you fed from a kid or watched somebody feed from a kid and did nothing to stop it, then you would get a stain that way. But right. somehow that's never come up. For any of us. We've never watched anyone suck anyone else's blood except for that one time that fish eye or not fish eye, god stink eye did it. Yeah, but that was like combat, and usually combat is a little more loosey goosey with those kind of rules. Like I one hundred percent if uh if somebody has started feeding on a person in your sight when they were like completely and utterly unable to defend themselves, yeah, I, and you didn't stop try and stop them, yeah, I would have like put a stain on you, but no. It's, it was combat. It's different. It's a life-or-death situation. Anyway, so, when you get back home after feeding, uh, there's somebody who's actually waiting outside of your apartment building that you don't recognize, and uh, they say, Master Salem? Ah, uh, I guess, yeah, that would be me. He gestures for you to follow him to a rather nice-looking car, and he opens up the back door, and in the back door is uh, Montanero. And he's just sitting there. Uh, apologies for the wait. I needed to make sure I was in tip-top shape for the evening's outing. Uh, he says, that's fine. It's probably for the best. Before the meeting starts, however, we should talk to the rest of your coterie. There are some details I need to talk to them about their particular mission. Right. Of course. I get in the car. Yep. And the uh, the driver, you assume he, he is a ghoul, just closes the door and gets into the driver's seat and starts heading towards Core's, where we will change the scene to. So, Core and Jonathan, you both wake up. You're both not hungry. I mean, I am. Core? Yeah, Core. Yeah, Core yeah. also succeeded in his frowns check. So. I know. No, I said I am. Oh, you are hungry. Yeah, extinguish vitae. Or extinguish oh, vitae. It yeah. raises your hunger no matter what. Right, that's, right. That's what it does to the person you use it on. Yeah. All right, so do you want to... Like, Anna knows that you're probably hungry, so she will offer up a pip? If not, if she's in the middle of something. No, she's good. She's All she's right. fine to uh she's fine to offer this day. 
if she's feeling good enough for it, then yeah, I'm gonna just kind of like bug her a little bit that I kind of feel like absolute garbage. And at that point, she just like holds out her wrist. She's like, no, go ahead. There, there is a private moment with this. This isn't like fucking jumping oh, someone and gobbling on them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it gets done. Yes. All right. And so, uh, Core, what are you doing this early evening? Uh, let's see. Well, I probably sent somebody uh, one of my goals out to take a scope of the old mental asylum in the daytime, of course. Mm-hmm. Just checking it out, like, make sure everything's as okay as an abandoned mental hospital can be, I guess? Okay. Uh, in that case, I will roll just a random... You would have probably sent somebody who was your sm- the smartest and most aware of your ghouls, so I'll give them six dice to work with here. Wow, dang. That's more than me. Well, I'm, th- I'm figuring three pips in intelligence, three pips in awareness. Yeah, that's better than me. Mm. I have two pips in awareness in the same uh, end. They only got yeah, two successes, though. Same as I am. They come back and they're like, I mean, it's like, there's a bunch of no trespassing signs, but like, I fucking ignored those. Um, and then, like, that's why I sent you. I didn't want to fucking, like, go in if it's as haunted as this guy says it is. And he, like, tells you how a lot of the windows are missing so like you could probably like jump in on a higher level of the building and get in that way it doesn't seem no like there's obvious any obvious traps uh no no not really not that I could see nobody squatting no one living there that might cause some trouble mm, not that I saw the place is pretty big though uh, and I didn't go inside because, you know, fucking haunted ass building. But I, I don't think anybody would squat there if, if the, uh, if that guy is telling the truth about how awful it is. So, well, I'll have a driver ready to get us out there. Yeah, yeah. Hope to get me out there. Actually, I. I don't know if Jonathan's coming along yet at this point. I am. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like, have we discussed that, or is this going to be like, I'm going to... I think at this point it would have been discussed. Yeah, like, it would have been easier to discuss it off-camera, but yes, you know that Jonathan is going. Okay. All right. So right before you guys are getting ready to leave, there is a knock at your door, Core. This could be only bad news. <sighs> Someone answer that. On it, boss! Uh, your very eager ghoul, like, just jumps up, like, pauses the game that he was playing, and runs up and answers the door. He goes, oh, hey! And then he's, like, just is surprised as, as uh, Montanero just walks inside without even being invited in. And uh, he goes, Core, Jonathan, I need to speak with you about your duty tonight. Of course. Jonathan is in the kitchen cooking right now. The fucking frying pans are sizzling, so he doesn't even <laughs> hear this exchange. 
uh, a ghoul comes up and taps your shoulders, and he's like, the weird guy with the handlebar mustache wants to talk to you. Ow. Fuck me. Anna, can you take this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm making fucking... God, what's it called? Eggs Benedict? Eggs Benedict, yes. Okay, that's fine. Is that the one where you... Is that the one where you serve it on the muffin with ham and... And hollandaise sauce, yes. Yeah, okay, that's it, yeah. Just making fucking eggs benedict for everybody in the house what can eat food. <laughs> so Montanero goes, uh, says, so, I figured I should help you out with as much information as I can possibly give to you before you head out. I come out, I'm wearing a nice apron. Does not even raise an eyebrow, he has heard about how weird you are. Does the apron say bite the cook? <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe a little bit much. This chef sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, also, uh, everybody, Jonathan kind of looks like crap. Like more than he did last night. Jonathan, you kind of look like crap. <laughs> I did not know that could still get thin. What the hell? No. Um, he goes, he, he doesn't make any, like, observations about your appearance, and he just goes, I, of course, for the most protection, put the stake in the most inconvenient spot possible for, an, for anyone to accidentally stumble upon it. Namely, deep down in the bowels of the basement. Alright. Uh, are there any sort of locks or anything in between? None that I knew that still existed last time I checked it in 1970. So unlikely, but possible. Got it. Yes. Also, you will not find the stake without being able to be able to sense the unseen. And he just looks at Jonathan and goes, so it's a good thing that you have someone who can do that. I used a bit of Nosferatu blood in as a spell component in order to hide it from, from kindred eyes. Secondly, avoid the East Wing Lounge. May I ask why? A particularly powerful spirit. I'm not quite sure, but I suspect it might be a legitimate demon. Interesting. Oh. So. Okay. That's that. This is old world of darkness, so they're not cool demons. Yeah. Not the sexy kind of demons. <laughs> You're not the cool demons who are angels made of glass and wire with not smoke a trapped inside of them. Third, Jonathan, it's also a good thing that you have a bit of Tremere training because you're going to need to cast a ritual in order to be able to take it out of the room that it's in. I wanted to make especially sure that nobody accidentally picked it up and just left, left with it. It should still be in... He just gives you... He just names a room. It should still be in that room, and it should still be... have been unobserved. But other than that, it is the farthest point from any possible entrance that you could possibly have. So I'm reading up on rituals real quick. Yeah, it's not going to be a specific ritual, but... Yeah, I'm just... I'm reading, I'm reading the forward on it. Give me a second here. Okay. So Jonathan just kind of rolls his shoulders and he's like, okay, uh, do I need any 
extraneous components in order to turn it off. He nods, but then he hands you a small container and he's like, just this. Okay, and is the ritual ceiling also invisible? No, the invisibility is just to simply hide it from view. Once you have located the stake, you will be able to do what you need to do relatively easily. It will just take a bit of time. Of course, of course. It's just concern because I've been taught that lingering rituals can be hidden. I was worried I would have to go hunting about across the walls. No, no. I figured that between the obfuscation and the the fact that it's in, in an undesirable location, that that was enough protection. And that was your mistake. <laughs> you fool. You only had six proxies when you should have had seven. <laughs> I have 70 alternate accounts. <laughs> nice try. I got Norton. You can't hack or nothing. <laughs> so, oh, oh, that's right. Um, so, do you have any more questions? I don't. I think that covers my part of the job pretty clearly. What happens if the demon goes roaming? Run. Okay. I'm sure you mean that exactly as you sound it, but the... The swiftness of the kindred has never been something that's settled into my bones. So do you maybe have something a little more in-depth? Run, Run very fast. Run faster than core. <laughs> not, not, not likely. <laughs> Extraordinarily unlikely. The folks at home and for my fellow players and DM, I have one dot in dexterity and zero dots in athletics. So, oh, no. uh, no, that's not going to happen. Perhaps bring somebody with you to run faster than. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Luke. You find I, know you were, real fast. I know you were supposed to be a witness today, but. Uh, <laughs> nice try. I think Luke has some pretty decent dexterity. Fuck. Luke strikes me as the kind of person that is good at running away from things. Uh, he yeah. has two dexterity and one athletics. Yeah, he seems like a guy who can rub it. I have two dexterity and three athletics. Three Christ. and three. Look, I'm the group's brain genius. I don't know how to run or jump. <laughs> you don't have I... mad ups, but you do have the thinky things. I think I said at one point that it was part of Salem's backstory that they washed out of the military. Yes, I do yes. recall that. Yeah. But no, like, like, Ape and I made the same joke at the same time, but legit, like, Montenegro just says, run very fast. <sighs> very well. It should go past the East Wing Lounge anyway, but... There is the possibility of roaming, as you said. And also, I have not checked up on it in nearly 50 years. Wow. very bored. A little bit lonely. It's going to run right at us, but only because it wants a friend. 
<laughs> it's a hug demon. I have one final question. And I ask only out of politeness. But you care for an eggs benedict, Primogen Montanero. May I offer you an egg? Yes, I would actually. He wraps the, the fuck. Ju- he just wraps to, f- to fucking eat an eggs benedict. <laughs> How much fucking humanity does this dude have? Doesn't he have like a f- public face? Not as much as you, but you can still uh, you can still eat food if you rouse and keep it down for like an hour or two. Yeah, okay. So yeah, they'll have yeah, an eggs benedict. F- fucking poach that egg real well. That better have a nice runny yolk, and you better have not broken that hollandaise sauce. <laughs> Which is Look, real easy to do. I'm a pretty good cook. I'll roll for it if Colin wants me to. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Roll me that fucking okay. eggs benedict. Craft plus what? Int? Wits? What do you want? Int. Okay. Resolve to create the perfect egg. <laughs> Actually, the result would probably be fitting too, but I'll I'll uh, it. All of my mental stats are the same. Okay. Sure. There are little tricks and shortcuts you can do for like poaching an egg and making a hollandaise sauce, but yeah, three successes. Yeah, you you make a good enough uh, eggs Benedict that he enjoys it, and he thanks you, and then uh, he will go out into the car with Salem. Walk into the bushes. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Uh, he'll go to... He'll get in the car with Salem, head on over to Luke's and pick him up. And... Uh, you know this means that fucking Jonathan Ross, the normiest vampire on the planet, four ghouls, Anna, and the primogen of the Chicago Tremere all sat down and ate Eggs Benedict at the same table. Look, it's not good. It's not. Uh, it's not polite to turn down brunch when somebody offers, <laughs> even if it is like, I don't know, just past sundown. Yeah. So you've been alive for centuries. What's it like seeing the Cubs win more than once? <laughs> So he goes and he picks up Luke as well. And uh, Luke just sort of crawls in and looks somehow more nervous than usual. Salem, you've never seen him this nervous before. And that's fucking saying something considering one time that you saw him, you thought he thought he was going to die. I mean, he's there's a pretty decent chance he's going to get his whole shit torn apart today. So, Cor and Jonathan, a driver comes around and picks you up and starts driving west. And he's going to be driving west for a little while. He drives you into he drives you out of Chicago and into the suburbs and then past the suburbs, you go past Naperville, you go past Aurora, 
and you start driving into the smaller towns like Big Rock and you drive through Hinkley and it's about when you get to the town known as Clinton Township that there's a fucking road that just veers off that your driver takes it's a bit of a sharp turn he almost misses it and you drive for about I don't know another five ten minutes after after that going along the boonies and when you reach the building it is incredibly obvious that this is the building it's really big it looks like it used to have a pretty fancy gate with the name on there but it is long since like rusted into almost oblivion there's a bunch of no trespassing signs with some chicken wire around as a just a precautionary measure but it looks like some of that has been it looks like it's been cut into multiple times and you see before you the building which Looks like at one point it could have been pretty fancy, but uh, some of the plaster has started falling off, so you can see like the brickwork underneath. There's a ton of graffiti out on it. Very angular. Yeah, angular. Uh, it's also fairly symmetrical. So Almost all of the windows are missing. It's covered in like white plaster that's breaking off to show the red brick facade underneath, which kind of looks like more unsettling. Yeah. It looks like the building is bleeding. How appropriate. Yep. And so, the driver stops beyond the, the the rusted gate, and he's like, I'm not getting any closer to that. <sighs> Fine. Just hop out. Yep. So, Pops, this your first time out of the city since it was founded? I typically don't venture beyond the city. It's uh, risky business when you can get caught out in the sun. So yeah, like you guys are pretty far out from the city at this point, so it's not surprising when you hear a wolf howl as you like as you approach the building. So, where do you want to enter? As a reminder, you probably want to avoid the entire eastern side of the building. I'm gonna just like core take point on this one. I'm here to be a wizard and not much else. Alright, so like, I'm not super sure how this is gonna play out, because I can just sneak my way in there, but you not so sneaky. Yeah. Gonna have to do a bit of an escort mission here, Leon Kennedy. So I'm just gonna like have to find, Just I have to go in there, I guess, bottom work my way up and try to just like find the least haunted path, I suppose. Yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing to just, like, pop a squat out here and let you scout a route in advance and come back and get me. Alright. Alright, so go ahead and All right. yeah, so roll I me... The building. Uh, real quick, for, for that, I enter the building. Kat, do you want to say it or should I? You do it. Ah. Uh... All right. What up, demons? It's your boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so go ahead and roll me wits plus awareness. Wits and awareness, kind of you. All right, that's three successes. All right, you don't actually encounter anything out of the ordinary. You walk in, nothing 
shudders, nothing shakes. You can see that this place has seen some definite better days. Uh, there's still some equipment that might be lying around that's super rusted and just not worth scrapping. Uh, there's broken glass and like detritus all over the place. But like aside from that, you're not getting any spooky voices telling you to get out. You're not getting anything just hucked at you with telekinesis. Nothing. All right, so I can successfully make my way to the basement, uh, just like unmolested, I guess. I didn't say that. Okay, so what was I actually doing then? Just like poking my head in there? Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say that you, like, you say you entered the building. I was assuming that you were just going in and like doing a preliminary, like maybe one or two rooms deep before you go back and get Jonathan. Uh, that's what I was assuming. I was assuming he was going all the way to the room and then coming back for me just to like... Yeah, I mean, I said I was going to try to scout out oh. a path. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And yeah, actually, the entire time you get down there to the room, nothing happens. However, I would like you to roll me intelligence plus survival at a plus two. Okay, I don't have any points in survival. Why survival? You'll see. Okay, because survival is like literally survival, like camp out in the woods shit. I know. Are we going to get attacked by wolves? Please roll intelligence plus survival. Yeah, wolves. All right, add a plus two. All right. You're yes. short a syllable, but yes. Well, That's five successes. On your return trip, you happen to look over at a wall. And there are some marks on there. About the height of your head. Four of them. Oh. Long. Deep. And the reason I told you to roll plus at this at a plus two is because you've done this shit before. Because I have history. Jonathan. Outside. The howl gets closer. Okay. Well, see, here's the trick is uh, I'm not fast. I'm not agile and I'm not strong. So if they're about to jump me and tear me to shreds, there's literally fucking nothing I can do. So I'm going to just chill. I'm going <laughs> to wait for Cora to come back. Like, you know. Yeah. All right. Core, you managed to get out unmolested. We're leaving. Uh, are we? We are leaving right now. I mean, I've been hearing the howling, yeah, but I've, we, I don't think we can go back empty-handed. I like to go back with my head. You're not going to keep it if we come back empty-handed. We either definitely die when we get back with empty pockets, or we maybe die right now. Fuck. All right, all right, get in here. Get in the camp building. And try to be as quiet as you can. I'm not looking to sing a song out here. And with that, we're going to switch gears, because I'm 
going to be bouncing back and forth between these scenes. Hooray. So. Hooray. So. Salem. Yeah. You have picked up Luke. By the scruff of the neck. (laughs) And you're driving down to a place that you normally don't go to when you have the meetings. You're not going to the... I forget what what it's called. Hold on. Elysium. You're not going to the Auditorium Theater. You're going to New City. On the southern part of the city... It is a bit north of Englewood, a bit south of Bridgeport. And you enter a restaurant, and the restaurant owner sees who it is, and he leads you to a door, and he opens the door, and you let down into a basement. And unsurprisingly, you are the first ones to arrive. Oh, I'm a thousand percent sure that Stankai is either was either in the car with us or is already here. <laughs> but eventually, as the hour trickles in, other Primogen walk in. First to arrive is Malkavia Prime, and it gives you a nod in hello, though, as you know, they probably will say that they knew that you were already here. All right, of course. Next up is Fishface, and she goes actually goes up to you and goes, Dearie, do I have anything on my face? And yeah, she has a couple of fish scales on her face. Uh, just a couple of, uh, oh, Salem th- th- taps their face. Th- thank you. She, like, rubs them off and, like, flicks them onto the floor. I was about to be like, why didn't she just check a mirror and then was like, oh, right. <laughs> Next up is Olsen, who looks extremely annoyed that he has to be here. Next is Long, who just sort of, like, finds a chair, pulls it out, and just, like, sits in it, leaning back a little bit. (laughs) Turns the chair around and sits down. No, no. (laughs) They don't go quite that far. How do you do, fellow vampires? She was alive before that was a thing. And then finally, last to show up is Rick Ward, who is on a cell phone doing a business call and then hangs up and he sits down at his spot and he goes, all right, so what the hell are we doing here? Why aren't we at the auditorium? And Montanero goes, well, we are here to discuss a rather sensitive matter. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Chloe. This mm-hmm. is not this is not a cutscene. You are feel feel free to interject at any time with things that you want to say or do. I'm I'm just going to go until you feel like you are comfortable jumping in. Or if someone addresses you, you will also right. be able to answer them. But like don't don't I think guess I'm that just I'm trying just... to figure out how I want to like what I want to do and how I want this to go. Like you showed me like you told me basically if I just let things play out the way they're going to play out, Rick Ward is going to get fucking murked. At least Rick Ward. You didn't see anything past Rick Ward. And I guess the question is, 
Do I even care if that happens? I don't know. That is the question, and that's a question for you. I guess I'm going to have to see how he reacts. So, Montanier goes, we are here to discuss a matter of sensitivity and utmost importance. So, as a result, Prince Pilzer has not been informed about this meeting. And with that, there's a couple of, like, indignant looks, like, how dare you do this without the prince's permission? Uh, a couple of people are like, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, Malkavia Prime's kind of eh, whatever about it. Fishface is kind of eh, whatever about it. Yvonne kind of chuckles and smiles because they kind of know what this meeting is about already. That is to say, Prince Rainier Pilzer has not been aware of any of our activities since 1988. And in fact, the one who has been ruling us, the one who has been leading the charge, has been Archbishop Dave the Brew. And at that point, Rick Ward goes, fucking bullshit. This is bullshit. And Olsen goes, yeah, that's kind of a stretch, man. Come on. Malkavia Prime goes, indeed, that is a bit hard to believe. You must understand our reservations about this. Fishface kind of just stays quiet. Yvonne just kind of shrugs and he goes, believe me, I did not want to have to indulge this idea myself. But in 1988, Dave Lebrun won the contest of wills against Rainier Pilzer and has been hiding in his body ever since. He is a danger to the entirety of the Camarilla, even though I have very little idea of what he is truly planning. I do not believe it is a, it is a simple matter of just eliminating some thin bloods. There must be something deeper, something more important to a Sabbat in mind than just a few wayward kindred. And uh, Ward goes, this is Okay, yeah, right, he's a Sabbat. Where's your fucking proof? The first proof I have is myself. Thanks to the efforts of this young kindred right here, and he motions to you, Salem. I give them all the nicest, least smug smile I can give them. <laughs> I managed to get an audience with Prince Pilzer, and he does the finger quotes thing and took a look at his aura. And he is indeed the same La Sombra that we had dead to rights so many years ago. Salem's just going to sort of clear their throat and uh, say, um, if I might ask a question. It looks like Ward is going to say, no, you can't, but, um, but Montanero basically fucking just like steps over him and goes, you may. And Ward looks fucking pissed because he's not in charge right now. Right, of course. I'm, I'm just going to make him feel important though by by uh, having, by leading him by the fucking nose down this path, I guess. Okay. Uh, 
Trivigen Ward, pardon my interruption. I was just curious. You, as the child of the prince, would, I would hope, know him best. And I'm curious, how would you, what, how would you describe the man in question? Powerful, bold, he's gonna be leading the camera, like, he's not part of the council yet, but like, once he gets there, Chicago is going to be like our headquarters. It's, we're essentially all but safe from the second inquisition here. A man who takes power and is loath to let it go is in a position of great influence, you would say? Yeah. Alright. And please correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, it was about eh, 85. I wasn't here, of course, but I've heard. 85 when the Diablere happened. Or 88, sorry. 88 when it happened, right? Yeah, it was 88. Uh, been at war with them a couple years, but you know what? Pilsner led us into a fairly good counterattack when we figured out what was going on. It took two years of planning, but it was thorough. The Sabbat haven't been bothered looking at our city ever since. And this man of power who rules the city through through his hand, he less than four years later dissolved his personal hit squad, if you'll pardon the term. I need you to roll me charisma plus persuasion at a minus one because of the hit squad comment. Fuck off. <laughs> the, the, the minus one, it's only the minus one for the hit squad comment. Like, uh, if you had said something else a little more flattering, uh, this would not be a minus one. Well, I was trying to think of one, and then you said, and I said hit squad, and you're like, okay, hit squad. Anyway. Uh, persuasion plus charisma at a minus one. Ah, uh, three successes. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, and then he's going to roll a couple of dice because this is a social encounter, so you're trying to damage his willpower. Yeah, that works out. Oh, he rolled like shit. Yeah, he did roll like shit. Uh, turns out he does not have good composure. So yeah, you've damaged two of his willpower. And he goes, all right, yeah, that's a fucking little weird, especially since we had literally just gotten over a Sabbat thing. Right. It's out of character, you might say, to dismantle his forces so soon after an enemy insurrection. Especially an enemy that would be looking for revenge after the death of a important figure. Unless, of course, that important figure wasn't really dead. They seem to be mulling it over, but Gary says, Nuh-uh, no, no, no. We all agreed that he should get rid of the Black Hand because of him. And he points straight at Montanero. He said that the Black Hand should be dissolved because they were being used as, as scourges that, you know, weren't even scourges. It was his idea. And now it's him again trying to point fingers at our prince? Nuh-uh, I don't buy it. That's where we're going to cut to the other group. So, oh. <laughs> so, other group. You are about 
a third of the way to the room in the basement that you need to go to. Core. Jonathan. Please roll me. Dexterity plus stealth. Ah, those things I'm shit at. You can always spend... You can always <sighs> you can always rouse yeah. to roll an extra dice. I'm, s- I'm starting with a rouse. Oh, you oh for the first here. time, I actually fail both. So... X... At... Mod one... Nope. Wow. Uh-oh. You can always spend a willpower to re-roll those. I, I feel like I'm going to be spending... Okay, Colin, can I succeed on two successes? Yeah, you can. Can I succeed on one success? No. Uh, then... Nah. Okay, fair enough. So, Core, you hear the steady thud, thud, thud of a fucking huge foot and you just leap onto the ceiling and just like hide in like a corner somewhere just like oh shit oh shit oh shit and like you're like you're looking all around and like occasionally your eyes just like dart in the direction of your scars like unintentionally (laughs) Jonathan you look around well so Mm-hmm. Colin, let me ask mm-hmm. then. Do I see him move? Do I, do I see Core move? We'll say yes. Do I have enough time to stop moving? Yes. Okay, I stop moving. I stop breathing. I stop everything. <laughs> Are you trying? Do you have a uh, Do you have a power that you're trying to activate? Engage Cloak of Shadows. All right. Only mechanical or supernatural means can detect me. All right. So, unfortunately, is that just just free? Yeah, that's free. Okay. It requires me to stop completely, and if I start at all, it breaks. But otherwise, yes, it's free. All right. So, you just stop, and you see walking around a corner a huge muscular werewolf who's got sort of like a pale gray fur covered in scars and I'm going to put this out there right now just in case you know because you know that there's stats in the back of the book and of course werewolf is one of those I am not using those oh okay this thing is not statted okay <laughs> yeah, because cause, cause I got a little curious. I didn't look at, like, everything. I was just curious about stats. And, yeah, these stats are actually kind of reasonable. Like, three strength, three dex, four stamina, seven yeah. health. Yeah, like, this is this is not stats. I mean, that's what I am. Like, Yeah. Actually, I'm four strength. I could probably... I had a. I would have a decent chance against a normal werewolf. This doesn't seem to be a normal werewolf. No. Normal werewolves also have animalism... F- Five, and potence five, and fortitude five. So yeah, they, they're not they're not helpless, but they they are takeable. But okay, yeah, this thing's not statted. This is an old old werewolf. Uh, so it's it stop, looks around the corner, and it just sort of looks around, and you think you've gotten away, 
Then all of a sudden, it goes... <laughs> and starts sniffing closer and closer to you, Jonathan. And here's the question. Wait, no, no, actually. The beast inside you is fucking screaming at you to run. This is a fucking werewolf. It will rip you to shreds happily. This is one of your mortal enemies and is one of the few mortal enemies that you are legitimately afraid of. Fucking run. Please roll me composure plus... Probably resolve. You can roll two traits. Oh yeah, composure plus resolve then. Okay, I have good stats. Finally. It's stats, but it's good again. Awoo. <laughs> Awoo. Still only three successes, though. Still only three successes. And it starts sniffing at you, and it stops, and it looks up at you, and it starts growling, and then it says, You are an interesting one. Okay, so it absolutely knows where I am. Yes. Like, I 10,000% haven't fooled it with my cloaking. Okay. Correct. So, there's no point in fucking around, then. Like, like it, at this point, it'd just be rude to keep hiding. So, I'll just, like, straight up reach up and, like, scratch the back of my head and try and look a little bit bashful. Just let the cloak break with this nervous tick. Okay. And just, like, partway through, it'll be like, yeah, I get told that a lot. You confuse me. You smell of death and decay and rot. But also eggs benedict. (laughs) But also you smell delicious. (laughs) Yeah, that's the hollandaise sauce. I got a little on my sleeve and I didn't have time to change. (laughs) I'm still glad that this is all out of character. I'm glad that we can make jokes, but I'm also glad that your characters are taking this seriously. So you smell of rot, decay, and death, and rot, but you also smell somewhat human. Yeah, um, you seem like you've been around for a while. You've heard the, um, you've heard the the old saying, the about blood and water. Blood is thicker than water. Indeed. Yeah, so I I keep to that, but I keep to the original meaning of that. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And uh, and I show him my, my palm that has the, the puncture marks of my own teeth. I have a covenant of blood that I need to keep and needs me to stay more human than most of my kind who prefer to just drown in their own amniotic fluids. Core, is around this time you realize this thing is distracted. Mm. And it will probably remain distracted for a while. <sighs> okay, but like, I don't want to tackle this thing because, like, we're not in fighty mode yet. 
Yeah, and I know. Also, I'm... Jonathan is the one I if, like. Jonathan needs to be in the basement to get this thing. Right. I I know. I'm just letting you know this thing is distracted, and any time you wish to act is probably a good time. But I was just letting you, the player, know. Like if this starts going south. But right now, I'm content to watch and see where this goes. Just grab me by the scruff of the neck and haul me into, I don't know, honestly, probably the East Wing. Probably set this thing and the demon that's wandering around in there against each other. But Hmm. until then. And if this thing's living here, it absolutely knows the demons hanging around. Like they maybe, like maybe they're dating. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, As noble as a cause that is for a servant of the worm, it would be a greater cause to end your suffering and to release your slave from the torment of your blood. Oh, she's not actually addicted. Like, I know the, the normal procedure is that they get addicted, but I've made sure that she isn't. Inconsequential. Armageddon is coming, and you, knowingly or not, are a servant of it. Look, I... That's that's all way above my head. If if I am, then you're right. I'm I'm not aware of it. I just I have I have someone that I'm trying to keep safe, and I'm trying to keep myself as far out of everything else as I possibly can. And I don't always get a choice. It would be safer for far more people if you were gone. So I am sorry human servant of the worm but for the sake of everything it's at this point all right yeah yeah i i am going to just i'd like to get one last word in i would like to try okay (sighs) okay okay look i get it you have your ideals you're gonna act on them i would like to pose you this one thing though I'm not here for no reason. There's something here I need to get because there's something really bad that's going to happen in Chicago. And it's it's probably not going to be as bad as Armageddon. Almost certainly not. That's that's all outside of my purview. But a, lo- a lot of people, a lot of the people who aren't rotting from the inside out are going to get hurt in whatever's coming unless we can stop it. And there's not a lot of options to get it stopped outside of me in particular. How much turmoil would this cause for your kind? I lack the ability to read the mind of the person responsible. If it would cause your kind to draw into chaos, then it is my obligation to stop you. Core, you should probably do something. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I am just gonna like leap as hard as I can and just like 
try to slam this dude into the ground and then grab Jonathan and haul ass. Would you like to rouse for an extra dice? Um, that depends on what stats you want me to use. I mean, it's going to be strength plus brawl. I am pretty good at that. But it's also a fucking werewolf ape. I have eight points total in that. Yes, and would you like to make it nine? Ah, fine, sure. (laughs) God, twist my fucking leg. Oh, no. Uh, Well, no, you still get it. You just get hungrier. Okay. Yeah. All right, strength and the burl. No mods, no masters. Oh, one mod, plus one. one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's the dirt. All right, well, that's four, six, well, five successes. No, there's two crits in there. So it's four, five, six, seven successes total. Yeah, so you just, like, come down from your hiding spot, and you just shove this thing in in its face. And man, after what the last one did to you, it feels kind of good. And you just slam it, like, into the wall and, like, through the wall. And you hear it growl, and then you just grab Jonathan and run. East Wing, go! I am letting myself be dragged. I cannot yeah, I, you know, possibly move. I'm just gonna move. fucking pick Jonathan up and run because <laughs> I guarantee you, I am faster. Yeah, you're strong enough to. You're strong enough that you can do that. Yeah, I can uh, pick up like a dumpster. I think I can. Pick I, I'm I'm a lanky piece of shit, and I cannot possibly move faster on my own two feet than Core can with me in his arms. Yes. So, Core, please roll me stamina and athletics. I'm pretty good at that, too. Yeah, you're pretty good at that, too. I'm, I won't try and goad you into rousing. All right, yeah. That's three successes. So, yeah, Core, you just start hauling ass with, like, firemen carrying John. And Jonathan, you just sort of look up, and the werewolf just bursts through the wall again and just starts tearing ass towards you guys. Uh, what do you do? Um, well, let me think here for a minute. My Auspex is useless. My Fortitude is useless. My Obfuscate is useless. Unless I can... And I I feel like maybe cranking this guy's hunger up is a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could possibly slow him down. He's like stops and he pulls out like a Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure werewolves just get regular hunger. I mean, like that's that's my only move. Unless Colin can, is willing to let me like keep shouting at this guy and then attempt to talk him down. No, no, he's my not, only move. He is, he is 100% not going to be talked down. So yeah, go ahead and roll me uh, to fucking like try and drain okay. him. Okay, so this is a contested roll. I start with a rouse check, mm-hmm. which I succeed. Okay. Well, so this is a contested roll. I roll intelligence plus blood sorcery, and you roll stamina plus composure. Okay. So I, I have not statted him out. So I'll make it a, I'll make it an even thing. What's, how many dice are you rolling? Uh, my, hold on. My blood sorcery is two, and my intelligence is three. So a total of five dice. So I will roll. I will also roll five dice to make Wait, this hold fair. on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I want to make a case here. I feel like a fucking uh, raging werewolf should have shit composure. Hmm. 
Like, fair. From what I know about werewolf in the fucking old world of darkness cosmology, this is a fucking Krinos form werewolf, and they are specifically not known for their composure. That is fair. So I will subtract two dice from that. I will make it 3d10. So go ahead and roll. Yep. That is three. That is three. That is two. Five That's doesn't two. count. Five does not count. So that is two. Yes. Okay. You win. A win increases the target's hunger by one, while a critical win increases it by two. So it's not a critical win. But... I could do a fucking willpower reroll to see if I get some tens to can get a crit on it. Uh, you know what? This kind of feels important unless Colin is about to tell me it's not. I mean, you can try. Go for it. Okay. I'm not going to stop you. Willpower reroll. Reroll three dice. Hey, that's a crit. Is it? Is it a crit? Because you don't—you you didn't get any tens before. Look down. Scroll down. Is it not coming through? Is no, it still I, a crit I, if it's only yeah. one ten, or is it only it's, a crit it has, if it's two tens? It has to be two tens. I—is that how that works? Yeah. I don't is it? think so. I think a critical win is just a win with a critical in it. I believe that's how that works. Yeah, but you only get criticals when... Oh, wait, yo! Yeah, actually, yes! That's that's right. Ten is technically a critical, uh, but, like, in it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that is a critical. Yep. So... Yeah, okay. So, you hit it, and, like, you see its stomach, just, like... And from, from my fucking fireman's carry position, I fling my right arm out and I like make a grab and twist motion. And like you see his stomach like visibly get smaller. It's it's not much. It's still a lot of muscle there, but like you do see it like go in a little bit and it does cause him to like stumble and like crash into the wall a little bit. Fortunately, you gain a little bit of ground. Unfortunately, you just pissed him off. Core, what are you doing? Well, I am betting directly for the East Wing because for the first time, I am hoping there is a demon here. <laughs> All right. It's going to be a couple of rolls before you get to the East Wing. So please, once again, roll me stamina plus athletics. And we'll see how many successes you get and see if you can maintain this lead. Well, that's four out of five. That's, that is four out of five. So you actually do gain a little bit of ground. And in fact, between Jonathan's, whatever it is the hell that Jonathan did and you're gaining ground, if you can roll like that again, you might actually be able to lose this thing without having to go into the East Wing. Okay. So go ahead and roll me another one. Athletics, no monsters. Wow. Uh, you get a... Yeah, that's yeah. five success this time. Five successes. So, yeah, you just sort of duck into a hallway and then roll me dexterity plus stealth. And Jonathan, if you just stay perfectly still, then you succeed. Well, I absolutely do that. Another four successes. Yep. The werewolf just runs right past you. 
and does not seem to realize that you ducked into a into a hallway and just keeps going the straight path. Which leads to the east wing. It, it does lead to the least lead to the east wing, but you are he is far enough away that he will stop before he gets to the east wing. But you also have enough on him to just go another way and hope that he does not find you again. All right. So I need to orient orient myself here and figure out where the basement is from. Roll me intelligence plus investigation because there's going to be there probably a couple signs that you can see okay. or that are see if you can find a sign that uh that is not like destroyed to all hell. All yeah. Right, well, that's yeah. three success. Yep, you find a sign that points you uh, towards the basement. And lo and behold, you find a staircase right, down. I'm, just okay. to be sure, I'm going to just go ahead and throw up uh, Scions of Death, so that's a thing act right yep. now. So uh, Actually, I'm going to go ahead and rouse for Unseen Passage. Yeah, that's probably a smart move. Hey, success. success, you do not get hungrier. Alright, so Unseen Passage and Silence of Death are active, and I'm still just, right. like, fucking carrying Jonathan. Okay. Congratulations, everybody. You found the Mr. X of the campaign. Great. <laughs> Where is his snapper hat and trench coat? <laughs> he left it when he t- transformed into the uh, Krinos form. So then, back in New City, in this restaurant basement, Olsen just helpfully pointed out that Montanero was the one who convinced all the Primogen present to vote to gang up on Pilzer to disband the Black Hand. And Malkavia Prime actually goes, as much as we are loath to admit it, Gary Olson brings up a good point. You were the one who convinced us to disband the Black Hand in this very basement, if I might recall. And then Long goes, Oh, come on! Are you seriously think that Montanero would do this for shits and giggles? He doesn't do this sort of thing for shits and giggles. He doesn't when it's important. And Fishface for her part, is just sitting back and listening. What a nice lady. Yep. Oh, so you're saying that the fucking spy, the fucking information agent of this gang is sitting quietly and observing and taking in all the facts before acting? Who'd have fucking thought? Wow, it's almost like she's good at her job. Anyway. uh, I still think she's a nice lady pretty nice. She only eats fish. Hey, those are high in omega-3 fatty acids. They're good for your heart. Montanero goes, I of course would not come here without more evidence than just I saw his aura. Because of course that is evidence that can be easily shot down as me just making a power grab. So, I would like to introduce the second piece of evidence. Bring him down. And you see a couple of guys bring in a highly disheveled looking, very tired Rom Emanuel, and they just shove him down into a chair. 
you know, before you sicked all those guys on me, I really would have felt very, uh, I would have felt a little bit of, uh, guilt about this. But, but, man, I did, look, I did not have a fucking choice on that. Like, Pilsner, he, he has this thing where, like, he tells you to do something and then you forget it. And then, like, something happens and, like, you just do it without even realizing like, I, I think he told me to, like, as soon as you guys start, as soon as somebody started asking about it, like, to just call some guys and get them to attack you. And I'm not going to make you roll for this, Salem. You're pretty good at domination. You know that there's a power that Pilzer has, and it's known as Submerged Directive, which is basically you do a dominate, but the people don't know that you do a dominate until a very specific thing happens. You fucking turn people into sleeper agents. I, I got it. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen uh, Born Identity or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that actually happens in that movie. I'm just kind of vaguely remembering <laughs> things about that movie because I've only, like, watched the action scenes on my TV at my on TV at my dad's house because he always has a movie. I've never seen it. I want to see it. I've been meaning to see it, but I've never seen it. Um, but he goes... So, like, I, I was going to go away. I was just going to leave you guys alone. And But, like, as soon as I got out of the, as soon as I got out of the bar, like, I just fucking reached for my phone, called a phone number, and, like, stick some guys after you. And then that fucker with the weird eye came after me when I was driving. Like, what the fuck? Come on. Oh, so you're saying the that... mayor of Chicago, Aaron. <laughs> you're saying that the prince has something to hide. I, I guess, I guess. Uh, Salem, please roll charisma plus manipulation. Sure, why not? <laughs> charisma plus manipulation. Okay, you could not have given me a better roll. I know, I know, right? Unless it was like fucking charisma plus insight charisma somehow. Plus insight. <laughs> I don't think charisma and insight works. All right, three out of seven successes. Is that good enough or? Let me roll for Oscar oh, Olsen and let's see. Charisma I feel like Olsen is maybe a bit harder of a customer than what's his nuts. Yeah. Rick Ward. Yeah, Rick Ward. Apparently uh, not. But he's apparently not because he just completely fucking flubbed it. There's no successes there. In fact, he has a critical failure on there, which I think is the only time ones ever matter is like if you have no other successes uh you're thinking so, of a bestial failure and uh, that's yeah. when it's a one on a hunger die oh uh, yep he he did not get a one on the hunger dice because it would only be that five that uh that last five there so so yeah nuts. you deal another three damage to somebody's willpower actually wait hold on instead of dealing three damage you might not deal as much. You're still dealing at least one, because guess what? Okay, you still deal one. You still deal two damage, which isn't bad. And Olsen just sort of like shuts up. He just like sort of sits down, and Fishface goes, "Excuse me, if I might bring up a suggestion, Ward, isn't that your cool?" And he goes, <laughs> "I was gonna say it, but I was waiting." <laughs> he goes. Uh, yeah, so what? Why is your ghoul doing favors for the prince? It is your ghoul, after all. 
And then Ward goes, listen, Pilzer tells me to let him borrow my ghoul for a night every once in a while. And what am I going to do? Say no to the most powerful vampire in Chicago? Of course I'm going to let him fucking borrow my ghoul. So what? You don't have to rip my head off about it. <laughs> and Fishface just sort of smiles. And, like, you get a full view of her wonderful, wonderful teeth. They're just, mmm. That fucking mouthful of needles. All sorts of different angles and lengths and bends. It's just so beautiful. What a nice lady. She goes, that's very interesting. Tell me, did you know why your ghoul was being borrowed? The board goes, fuck no. What am I going to do? Ask questions? Salem, mm-hmm. please roll me wits plus insight. Oh. Yeah. Two things you're also very good at. I, I mean, I'm good at insight. My wits is like two dice. I, I didn't, like, mean for this to... Uh, that's, um... That's four successes. That's four successes. He's lying. Hmm, do I want to accuse the Ventru Primogen of lying? I just want you all to know that while this is happening, like, the the fucking Ace Attorney music, court music is playing in my head. <laughs> I hope fucking, I hope, uh, fucking Corner is playing. Because that's the best one. That is exactly what is playing. Just fucking catch Fishface's eye where Ward can't see it, like L I E in sign language at her. <laughs> I'm going to try and just subtly signal that I think he that I he is definitely you know actually. Mm, mm, I really want to just call this dude out on being an incompetent asshole. God, I really want to call Do him it. out on being an incompetent Do asshole. It. Okay. You're the player okay. here. You are the. Okay. G- you've you've. You're the driving force of this scene. <laughs> Everybody sort of looks at you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the character, but sure. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> God, I'm about to just say, I. Okay, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Yeah, do it's it. It's a little out of character. But I'm gonna do it. So you're saying that despite being one of the seven primogens of the city, seven? Six. 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 Primogens of the city, you're just not keeping track of your resources. So either you're lying or being irresponsible. Roll me. (laughs) God. Manipulation plus persuasion. And he is going to roll like four dice because he's kind of mad right now. I'm going to rouse. Yeah, okay. Cool. (laughs) Holy shit. Five successes. Uh, That's two successes, which beats him by three. I was under the impression that the Ventru kept better track of their resources than this. 
All right. So with those three successes from earlier and those three successes now, congratulations. You're starting to deal aggravated damage to his willpower. <laughs> is that a thing or did you just make it up? No, no, that's, no that's, that is a thing. That is how you win social interactions. Yeah, if you, uh, if you click on your willpower pips, you'll see that they do slash and then X the same way your health does. That's because you can do aggravated willpower. And the way you win social interactions is just by completely decimating their willpower. Although, at this point, he is pretty, pretty well and thoroughly thrashed and defeated because he is taking aggravated willpower damage. So, congratulations, you've shut him up. Which means you've probably saved his life. I don't like this guy, but I don't really want to see him die. <laughs> I maybe want there to be some sort of... Because I very much believe Virginio is going to come out of this on top. And I think it would probably still be better if he had some sort of opposition still sitting in, still existing in the city. Huh, all right. I mean, I like the guy. He seems an all right sort. So, he sits down and just sort of like crosses his arms, and you can tell that he's he's just not in it anymore. He's all the fight in him is gone, which is a rare thing for any vampire, let alone a Ventru. He is the beast inside him is probably just like berating him and calling him just like all like just making him feel like all sorts of like awful and making him feel like an idiot. He just got fucking publicly shamed by a raver. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, a raver. <laughs> That's what he thinks of you. He's like um, he's like 300 years old. He's like the most grandpa. <laughs> S- some be. upstart asshole with pink hair. Yeah, I was gonna say, you just got shut the fuck down by a 12th gen with a dollar store die job. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Essentially, yeah. That's, that is what the beast is basically doing. Um, and then uh, Montenegro goes, and of course I do have a third bit of evidence. And at that point, Luke starts walking. Well, Luke's already always been here, but Luke has to like stand up now. And that's where we're going to switch it back. Right. So, Oy. other group. We have you got a, you've got a werewolf technically on you. He's You've lost him for now, but there's no guarantee that that will stay lost. But you are in the basement, and you're making your way to that room. So I need somebody, doesn't matter who, whoever has the higher pips, to roll me probably wits plus survival. Uh, I have no pips in survival and two in wits. Oh, hey, I'm actually better than you at something for once. I have three in wits and none in survival. I don't tend to get caught out in the wilderness. Yeah, this is just more to try and, like, find that room where where the stake is quicker. Wait, then why survival, then? Because it's trying to, like, orient yourself with all that running you did earlier. I thought that was a different stat for that. Hold on, let me pull I, up. The I don't. Book. I don't think there is one for that. Unless I, don't I think, think that's awareness. Think, is it awareness? I think survival is literally like you get caught in the wilderness and you have to survive in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I like to think that Core specifically has tried to know as little about surviving in the wilderness as possible. 
That's where the werewolves are. <laughs> well, also, if I bears. I don't know how to do it. Just normal ass <laughs> the bears. The bears too. No, no, just normal ass bears. They're terrifying. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go see. for wit plus awareness. Survival is remaining alive in adverse surroundings. There, yeah, okay. This is a pretty adverse surrounding. So, Jonathan, did you add the extra dice for having help? Uh, I did not. Go ahead and roll me another d10, then. All right, that's two successes total. All right, yeah. All right, so... I don't I don't think you said that we were going to help out this way, so I didn't, but... No, 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 I, I, I'm allowing that. That's fine. So, you're wandering around for a little bit and you kind of get turned around a couple of times because like it was it was hectic you don't know exactly where you were you don't know exactly which stairwell you went down but eventually you find your bearings but you also hear from a good distance away the sound of a door being torn off and yeah the, the werewolf has probably gotten wise to the fact that you're somewhere in the basement Shit. Uh, so I actually am reading the survival thing. So survival conveys the ability to exist in the wild and other adverse conditions to return to a civilization again, navigate by stars, establish a makeshift haven, uh, makeshift haven, and notice werewolf signs before it's too late. Hey, I did that correct. All right. So once again, in order to try and find this room before the werewolf finds you. Roll me another Wits plus Survival. And add that one extra dice. Alright. Two successes. Two successes. You find the room, but you're also hearing the thud, thud, thud of this thing's footsteps. Okay. I have a plan. I don't... I really don't like it. I'm sure I have nothing to contribute to it. Besides just getting my part done. You stay here. Get the thing. I'll do my best to draw him away and not get torn apart. Just I nod silently. Alright, so... I am going to try to slip out of this room silently and find the werewolf. Oh, wait. Before I leave, when you get the thing, get outside and get to the driver. Just be ready to go. We're going to be leaving in a hurry, I think. All right. Before you do that, Jonathan, your Auspex is kicking in on the opposite side of this square of, like, hallways, like, on the room opposite of where the the stake would be, you sense something interesting. You're not sure what it is at first, but then an odd sensation comes into your brain. Keepsake. And then another one comes into your brain. Silver. I just kind of cock my head at that. But okay. Cor gets like 
partway into a crouch to like ninja run back into the hallway and I just like seize him by the sleeve. What? What? I put one finger up to my lips to be shh. And then I just pull the two of us to the door where this is where I'm getting this from. Sneaking cock and eyebrow. You're heading like the opposite way of the thud, thud, thuds, and I'm not, and I'm going to just rule that you guys are moving quietly enough that uh, that the werewolf can't hear you right now. So you get to that door. Okay. And then you open it, and it's a pretty beat up room. It looks like it was um, used to keep someone in here, and underneath a small pile of rubble. I'm not even going to make you roll for it because I did. I actually rolled your sense the unseen earlier and that's that's what's triggering this ah yeah you see underneath a small pile of rubble is a tiny shiny object like it is maybe part of a larger necklace that's underneath like chipped paint and some you know some bits of the ceiling that fell in can i extract it from the pile yes i i do that and when you pull it out, it is indeed a long, long necklace. And at the end of this necklace is a small silver cross. I will clutch it in my hands for a moment and just think, thank you very hard at the space around me. And then I will, I'm not going to tear it off because I've just been given a gift but I'm going to try and extricate the cross without like destroying the rest of the necklace. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'll allow that, that's fine. Then I will hold it out to core with a very severe look on my face. Do I, do I have to make him eat it? <laughs> no, like, you know enough about- Roll it up with some cheese and rub his throat? <laughs> I mean, it would probably be very bad if he ate him too. Yeah. But you know that even a small bit of silver, like this small neck, like this small cross that is maybe the size of your index finger, if that is, like, even just dragging it across the chest of a werewolf, it's like taking a blowtorch to them. Is the chain itself silver, too, or is it? No, just the cross. Because if the chain was silver, I was going to, like, try to wrap it around my hand and then punch him with it. No, but you can still put this, like, between your fingers and... Like, you know... Like car keys. Yeah, like car keys. Exactly. Okay. I shall take this tiny cross, and I shall go do the Lord's work, assuming the Lord wants me to beat the shit out of a werewolf. Which <laughs> I hope he does, because that sounds rad as fuck. Damn, if only we brought that actual priest with us. I sure hope that this is God's will, because I'm doing it anyways, but it'd be nice to know that he approves. <laughs> God's just like, this is going to be cool as hell. All right. So it takes you, it took you a while to like find the cross and do all this. So basically you guys step outside the door and like three doors down, kryptonite. <laughs> I was, thank you for making the joke because I was going to if you didn't. <laughs> Um, and like three doors down, there's the werewolf and it snarls and it starts charging at you guys. So Jonathan, you should probably run. Court, what do you do? Well, let's see. I mean, 
He's going to pick one of us to chase. The question is, is he going to go for the one that tackled him and kind of humiliated him a little bit, or the one that he talked to? So there's the blood wizard who made him hungry, and then the person who fucking dunked him into the floor. Which one is more dangerous? Yes, I get to toss up. So, you know, either way, I'm going to, like, try to split. And regardless of who he chases, like, if he starts chasing Jonathan, I'll double back and try to get the drop on him. But if he chases me, great. So you start running, and there's another there's another T-split. Um, I'm assuming you're going to ha- let Jonathan go, uh, take the direction that is towards the room that has the goodie in it. Right. And you go the other way. And I'm gonna maybe I'll hang point. back a little bit so that the werewolf can, you know, catch sight of me. Yeah, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll. Yep, yep, he's going after you. He didn't, he didn't like the way you fucking like shoved his head into a wall. Most people don't. No. So, full blown, just like goes after you, and he leaps, and I need you to make some sort of roll to avoid just like probably Dex and athletics. All right, yeah, go for it. Roll at. Well, that's three out of four. Okay. Three out of six. Hundred dice still count. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, I know I said I didn't stat it, but I did get some advice from another Discord server, so I am going to roll dice for for the fight in particular. However... Oh, shit! Wow. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Four, five, six, seven. So that's seven to your three. Uh, it leaps at you and just slashes at your face. Take three uh, non-aggravated damage. Oh, Wait, no, right, no, we're four, not. Four, four non-aggravated, that's right. Three, seven minus three is four, not three. Jeez. Are we, uh... Yep. Werewolves deal non-halved superficial damage with a plus three damage modifier. Oh, wait. Okay, so so he got four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven minus three is four, and that's not cut in half. But then there's the plus three damage modifier. So I, I'm just going to go with the straight rolls because this it's okay. all it's already rolling eight d tens. So. Okay. So yeah, you take four non-aggravated damage. What oh. do you do? Is it is it, is it pin me or is that just like that's just like slashing you across the face, giving you a matching set of scars on the other side? Fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm assuming I'm bleeding, so I probably can't hide from this thing because it's going to be tracking me through blood. Then yo, there's just like no way I was going to fucking win that contest, huh? I mean, there was. Like, I no, I could not have possibly... If I, if I rolled every success I could have, I wouldn't have won that. He could have rolled worse. I Yeah, I could have rolled worse, that's the thing. He's He is not guaranteed two tens on every roll. I know, but like, that particular one, even if I did a willpower to re-roll everything... If you want, I will allow you to willpower reroll that to... It to, still wouldn't help because the maximum successes I can get is six. Yes, but you can still negate some more. Yeah, it's the damage you're taking is a subtraction equation. So if you get up to six successes instead of three, you will take three less damage. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I just use a willpower? Yeah, just yeah. Sl- 
click, slash your willpower. Click willpower so right. it's at a slash and then click WP reroll and then click OK. Neat. Okay. Oh, so. well, okay. Uh, actually, oh. you don't take any damage. Yeah, hey. that's, uh, that's two tens. So, so yes. Three plus four is seven versus four, five, six, seven. So that's a tie, actually. So that's, so that's a tie, so you don't take any damage. So it swipes at you, and you just barely dodge out of the way. Like, you can feel the wind of this thing's claws on your cheek as it swipes at you. What do you do? All right, uh, counterattack. I'm going to just, like, position the cross so that the long end is jutting out of the fingers. Just, like, basically, you know, car key defense. Mm-hmm. And I guess while it's, like, still in the... Um, like, it's still in the swing. It's still in, like, mid-swing. It hasn't recovered yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a word for it. I can't think. I don't I don't know either, Whatever, but, like, matter. I know... I know what you're getting at. Uh, I want to just like sock it right in, like, right in the face. I, uh, I, if I can get it. Yeah, All right. Punched in the eye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Well, that's technically a cold shot, which means that you would take uh, some penalties to, to that roll. Nah. Then just in okay. the face. Okay. I'll. I will not say in the face is a is a cold shot. Like in the eye, definitely yes. But in the face, no. Um. So go ahead. Roll me strength plus brawl. I'm not going to make this melee because even though you're technically using a weapon, because you're still using your fucking fist, you don't have any range on this. And if you yep. would let, if you want to, you can rouse for an extra dice. Which, spoiler alert, it's also rolling 8d10 for defense, so you might want yeah, to. Yeah, I'll, I'll rouse. <laughs> okay. Hey, you don't get hungrier. Right, so strength and brawl. I am very good at those things. Let's see if I am good enough. And then add another one for a one. Holy shit. Okay, that's that's five successes. And that is one, two, three successes on its part. Uh, so, yeah, you deal two aggravated damage to it. Hey. Uh, and it goes... <laughs> and it's going to probably go after you again. But uh, I think at this point we should go back to Jonathan. Jonathan, you're in the room. Uh, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You find the, the stake uh, and you can definitely see the work that Montanero did. It's got hidden rooms all over it that somebody that only, you know, trained in blood magic or, you know, at the very least, a vampire would be able to see. So... In order to straight, straight up, since the unseen lets you see hidden rituals, yeah. which is why I asked about it. Okay. Yep. So, nevertheless, please go ahead and roll me intelligence plus occult to get this party started. Okay. So here's the thing. There, I I've, I've looked at rituals earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, and there are specific rules for performing a ritual. Is that are would they apply in this other direction as well? Uh nah, not really. You're just you're trying to undo the ritual essentially, but you've been given pretty specific instructions on how to do it. I mean, okay. Yeah, so go ahead uh, and roll intelligence plus occult. Plus occult, not plus blood sorcery. Whichever one's higher. Blood sorcery is higher. Okay, so blood sorcery then. Four. Four. All right, you start doing undoing some of the runes on there. Uh, a few disappear. I'll say that there are ten 
and for every two successes you get, you're going to undo one of them. So you've undone two of them. And at this point, you open up your little container that you've gotten, and it's an eyeball. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. You know, th- this is not even remotely the worst thing I'm having to deal with tonight. It's not even a human eyeball. It. You look at it. It's. Oh God. Is that a. Is that a raven eye? Oh, jeez. I definitely wouldn't be able to identify that. <laughs> it's some kind of animal eye. Yep. The spoiler alert: it is the eyeball of a raven. Pretentious ass prick. And then, since I had core do two things, I will let you roll blood sorcery again. Two. So you've undone the third one. All right. And also, um, leftover successes will count towards, like, continuing successes. So if you roll, like, a five and then you roll three the, uh, on the next one, that will still be four for the next roll. So I need to roll a total of 20 successes to finish this. Yes. Okay. All right. Question, Colin, because something's kind of been bugging me, and I might have missed when we just, like, confirmed it, but I'd like to have it reconfirmed for me. Are there just no ghosts here? Did they get no. cleaned out by the the yep. werewolf? Um, you wouldn't know this, but yeah, the werewolf moved in in, like, in like the 90s and then took great care to purge all the ghosts except for the demon because the demon was just above his pay grade. Okay. Yeah, that's like a thing werewolves do. Yeah. They are basically ghost cops. <laughs> Understood. Core, the werewolf, super mad that you just punched it with silver, so it's gonna leap at you and try and try and take a good old bite instead. So uh, it just rolled one, two, three, four, five successes. Hmm. So, what would you like to do to try and avoid those five successes? Well, I don't want to keep just rolling like dexterity and shit like that. Let's see. You, wanna, you just want to punch it at the same time it's trying to bite you? I mean, I guess we're going to go fucking all out here. Yeah, then go ahead. Theoretically, and... if I can like hit it like four more times with that, <laughs> but that's not fucking likely. Yeah, let's fucking hit it again. All right, strength plus brawl. Strength plus brawl. Cross counter. Do you want to rouse to add another dice to this? Being hungry is better than being final dead. Mm-hmm. All right, hungry then. I'm glad you think that. Roll and then add a hunger. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna re-roll wanna... those. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I'm just ask gonna you burn can... some willpower. Here. Oh yeah, like I don't blame you. Just casually re-roll those six dice. Well, okay then. So that's six total successes versus his one, two, three, four, yeah. five. So you negate the damage that it was going to do. Like you uppercut this thing with the cross and you burn it and you get give it another point of aggravated damage. At this point, the werewolf's kind of like, hmm, hold on a minute. <laughs> I have encountered a different kind of vampire. I have statted specifically for fighty mans, asshole. <laughs> so it's going to, like, back off a little bit and just sort of, like, take in its surroundings. So, Jonathan, go ahead. Roll me more of that beautiful, beautiful ritual. Footage. 
Oh, hold on a second. That's a four plus two is six successes total. Six successes total. Okay. Another so three that's down. another three down. You're more than halfway there. Nice. All right. So, so I have a question. Hmm. What happens, if, what happens if I use up all of my willpower? Uh, you start burning into aggravated willpower. Ah. Yep. You can you can still use willpower after you've burned it all. Uh, all right, well, I have two but, pips left. So. Yeah. So you technically have six pips left. It's just that it's really hard to heal aggravated willpower. Hmm. It's also hard to heal having, you know, you know, like your entire body torn apart. So eh. given the choice. <laughs> All right. So then it is at this point back in Chicago. Luke is like, well, he he had us. Um, he, he had us. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then Mops Nero is just like calm the hell down. Get your words straight first. You're not doing yourself any favors. And he's like, Hey, hey, being nice to this boy is my job. But you're fucking <laughs> no, that's, that's cutting why on he's, my territory. That's why, that's why he's like, sort of, that's why he's sort of like being a little more, he's a little more mean about it. Come on, Luke, I'm sure Jonathan believes in you. And then, like, one of them, like, one of the uh, primogens leans in and is like, do Thimbleheads need to breathe? And the other one just sort of shrugs as if he doesn't know. Um, and he goes, all right, so I was being given orders to do this stuff, and I wasn't, like, sure that it was breaking the masquerade, but, you know, I was I was told to do it or bad things would happen, and seems like I'm the lowest on the food chain. I don't want that sort of thing to happen. And Fishface goes, what sort of things were you being told to do? And I didn't think of specifics, but he just starts listing them. And Fishface goes, I see. And you, uh, she, she points to Salem. You were told scorched earth policy, correct? Yes, we were told to kill every thin blood we found in the building. Uh, this one ran into my one of my fellows in my coterie and begged for his life on the condition of providing us with information about who had hired him. Interesting. Which we verified that there was indeed somebody had been passing messages along to him. Which is where we, is how we reached this conclusion in the first place. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been keeping a dear, an eye on our dear, dear prince. And I thought some things unusual in the past few nights, but who knows? Maybe he was up to something new. So maybe he was doing a favor for one of his FBI fucks that want to hunt us all down. And as it turns out, this young kindred's missions clear up quite a bit. And, of course, it was a scorched earth policy because can't talk 
can't tell. I've been convinced that Archbishop Lebrun is not planning to just eliminate the Thin Bloods. He's going to use Pilz's considerable reach and connections in media to shatter the masquerade. And at this point, there's a bit of yelling and just like accusing Fishface of stirring, sh- of stirring shit. But, uh, but Montenegro goes, yeah, rebel, rebel, rebel. But Montenegro goes quiet, and everybody just sort of quiets down. Oh, he'd make a good librarian. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Lebrun is going to expose the entirety of our existence nationally, perhaps even worldwide at that point. The Sabbats tend to believe that the Second Inquisition might be culled if we were all to work together. I don't believe that. It's a bunch of bullshit in my opinion. But that's what they believe. And shattering the masquerade with someone like Pilsner's considerable resources would be our undoing. Nelson's like, this is this is bullshit. You believe this? And Ward just sort of, like he says that to Ward, and Ward just kind of shrugs at this point, like clearly defeated. He's like, this is fucking nuts. Like, I don't believe a single goddamn word of it. You two are in cahoots. I'm out of here. And he starts standing up and Montanero goes, sit down. And he goes, no, sit down, Olsen. Uh-oh. There's a stare off and he's like, no, I'm not going to. Will you do it for a Toriador tree? <laughs> what about two Toriador treats? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, I'm out of here. And I'm going to be telling Pilzer all about our this little meeting that you've pulled off in order to try and convince us to send us on a blood hunt. How does somebody this stupid become a primogen? He got it exactly because he's this stupid. Let's be real here. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm debating saying that in person. <laughs> he's... He's stupid in the precise way that makes him useful to someone who's power hungry. God. Are you going to ask me if I'm going to say that out loud? Do you say that out loud? (sighs) Well, considering this dude's about to get fucking murdered. Everybody in the room suddenly remembers that Stankai exists. It's a little more tense. Everybody in the room remembers that Stankai exists. Except for Virginio, Fishface, and Salem, who pretty much assume he's in the room already. Everybody sits and watches Gary Olson become a Pez dispenser. <laughs> Are you saying anything? Yeah, I just fucking say it. He's like, excuse me? How do I know you weren't promised anything in order to go along with this bullshit? 
I make music in my spare time. I don't get involved unless it's my neck on the line. What are they going to promise me? I don't want power. I want to be left out of this because I have things I want to do. It is important to me that there is a vampire society because if there is a god, God knows I would like to not wake up with a with a uh, stake in my chest and seeing the sun for the first time in a decade. But this is a little excessive. So no, I don't really want anything other out of this other than the prince not to murder me because I discovered his dastardly plan. Roll me manipulation plus persuasion. And since he roused, he got to roll seven against you. So uh, you need to be two successes. Oh my God. You need to be that two. Was, that rouse was fucking useless. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that last six. Oh no, that, that last, that last, that last I... six. There we go. That's, that's, what, that that's the rouse. Persuasion plus manipulation. You know what? Actually, he's going to burn the willpower. Wow. Oh, jeez. Okay, so that's a uh, one, two, three, four five successes instead so seeing all this i feel like i am compelled to now rouse also okay yeah go for it you get hungry uh, i get hungrier extra one uh so i rolled a oh, shit! That's five it's four five yeah. six that's, that's six, six successes total wow so you win by one yeah sure you win by one, and actually, his willpower is low enough that that is enough willpower damage that he's just gonna be like, fucking fine, whatever. You sassed him into catatonics, basically. This is Olsen, right? Yeah, this is Olsen. What are his fucking composure and resolve stats if he's only got, like, three willpower? No, no, because he took willpower damage earlier. When? I thought that was all on ward. No, no, one was ward... The first one was Ward, the first one was Ol- the second one was Olsen, the third one was Ward. Oh, okay. And this fourth one is him. Yeah. Okay, okay. Salem has one talking. Yeah, Salem has Turns out, that's what Salem's good at. Anyway, mm. um, so he sits down and, uh, Montanero goes, The vote. I am in favor of calling a blood hunt on Archbishop Dave Labrou. Yvonne, who has not said much, but, you know, was in on this the whole time, goes, yeah, let's kill the fucker. Now, <laughs> Kavia Prime goes, we are in agreement to this blood hunt. Fishface goes, I was convinced a little while ago. Go for it. Olsen goes, fine, whatever. And Ward goes, yeah, yeah. And... Then Olsen goes, you happy? You got your fucking unanimous vote. Not yet, I haven't. (laughs) And they all look very confused. And he steps aside and down walks a person. They've got kind of rough features about them. Short blonde hair covered in tattoos, wearing a leather vest and 
Salem, you were embraced in 2004. How early in 2004? Probably just like right around the beginning of 2004. Like, okay, then yeah, you would actually recognize the gangrel primogen, Sandrine Legrand, walking down the stairs. Wow, they look good for a corpse. <laughs> Everybody goes like, what the f-? like? There's there's some more rabbling, and then uh, Legrand goes. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Let's fu- let's fucking kill him. And Long goes, "Fuck you, just fuck you." And she goes, "Fuck you." You can tell that this is like a friendly ribbing. And Ward goes, "Wait, didn't Stankai kill her?" And Stankai just appears right behind Ward and goes, "Nah, I kept her as a trophy." Jesus shit! It's never not funny. <laughs> Well, we have a lot of planning to do. We have a lot of excessive planning to do, considering what we know about the broom's capabilities. So, we will be planning, and we will eventually find a way to stop him. But, as it is right now, the meeting is adjourned, and I trust you all not say a single thing because and then Stankai just sort of walks right next to him and he goes because I fucking hate Sabat and if you all try to side with that Sabat asshole you won't see me coming when I get the chance I would like to talk to Ward or Olsen if I can get them like alone Okay, yeah, I'll I'll say that everybody else starts filing out, and um, and then, um, which one would you prefer to talk to? Ah, uh, well, Olsen is an idiot. <laughs> Ward is incompetent. I'm gonna flip a coin. Olsen, it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Ward walks out right before Olsen starts getting up, and you two are alone. I'd like to apologize. Well, to be fair, he never did technically declare this was Elysium, so I guess that's why fucking Stank Eye was here. Yeah. I wasn't informed ahead of time, but I, um. Salem taps their head. I am a Malkavian. Yeah, you all are fucking weirdos. But you are alive. Not really. Te- not technically, but I know what you mean. <laughs> but you aren't. You aren't more dead. I'm. St- I'm still moving. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to clear things up. And I needed to get your attention, so I said the most attention-grabbing thing I could come up with. Well. I appreciate you not having him stake me and leaving me on some roof to watch a sunrise. Well, you know, you're not the one I watched die. (sighs) Alright, well, this is gonna be fucking fantastic. And then he starts walking off to do whatever it is that he's going to be doing tonight. 
Cool. I potentially now have a favor from the Torient or Primogen. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Pretty big one, too. That is a favor I can use to keep my nose out of politics. <laughs> Back to the other group for probably the last time since Salem's stuff is done. Core. So we're kind of like, what we've done is we've backed off and we're both kind of like sizing each other up because he is clearly not expected to take two good blows from a vampire tonight. Right. And so he's been looking at you and looking around. He hasn't taken his eyes off of you for long because he knows that vampires can be quick. And so he's just making sure that you don't try and pull one of those on him. And then he just sort of starts circling around you. I'll circle too. Yeah. And then he reaches into a wall and pulls out a piece of rebar. And now he has range. Uh, listen, man. I just want to get what I came for and leave. He's not talking to you. He's going to go and swing at you, and I'm not going to allow you to counter-brawl this. What do you do yeah. to try and uh, n- to mitigate some of this damage? Uh, I'm going to leap up onto the ceiling. All right, go ahead and roll me uh, Dexterity and Athletics. Yeah. Uh, do I want to rouse? Oh, shit! <laughs> you probably do. Ooh. Jeez. How many is that? Let's just see. That's five. That's, That's five. That's Alright, so yeah, I'm gonna rouse. Oh, I gotta mark the hunger. Yeah, mark the hunger from the last time first. Uh, and I'm not going to say that he gets willpower to, to burn, because I don't think that's a thing that werewolves can do. And even if they are, this guy's already strong enough that I'm not gonna fucking do that to you. You succeed on your hunger. So uh, you don't get hungrier doing this. Right. Uh, so he, he just sort of wings you. He just sort of dings you for one subduel. You've got three. That was three misses. You can knock another willpower if you've still got it to I'd burn. I'd rather to save that. Them. That's just like, oh, that's one damage. I'll eat that. Yeah. Okay. I can take that. I'd rather save burning a willpower for like a big difference. All right. So he's so like he just like sort of things you on the side as you leap oh, up and then he wait, sees you on the Colin hmm. question hmm. he's hitting him with the rebar right yes okay it was only one this time so it doesn't matter but only the claws and the teeth have the non-halved superficial damage so right. so long as he's wielding the he has traded power for range here so any yeah. superficial damage you take from the rebar does get cut in half yes that is true but he'd rather not try and you know have that silver at him. So the the rebar is just going to add one to his defense, essentially. So you're hiding up on the ceiling, but he sees you up there and he just sort of like gets his rebar ready to prepare to swing at you if you try and uh, come down here in like a defensive way. All right, so I have just a quick question. He started out with 10 health, right? I didn't say anything about his health. That's like the base for werewolves, isn't it? It's not, he's not statted. My dude. Oh. 
Ah, uh, whatever. Anyway, I don't think I can kill this guy, and I'm not gonna try, but I did get a couple good shots in, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've pissed him off enough that he's just going to chase me, which is the original idea, so I'm just gonna, like, scuttle away. <laughs> okay, uh, I need you to roll me dexterity plus uh, athletics in order to fucking, like... No, because uh, I, I think there's a specific power or, like, like blood sorcery you need to take in order to skitter on the ceiling. So I'm going to need you to probably get on the floor first. So, you know, hold on. I can take a big fucking leap. Yeah, you can. So you can like, Uh, is there like a window nearby? No, you're in the basement. Oh, are we still in the basement? Okay. Oh yeah. You're still in the basement. All right. So yeah, lead him farther away from the basement then. Okay. So you can, I will rule that you can just spider leap over his head. Yeah, so I can just, yeah, I can leap five meters here. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and roll me dexterity plus athletics at a, uh, at a plus two. All right. Oh, jeez. Not right. great. Is... He's getting a minus two due to not having a great reach on this. Uh Wow, I'm just rolling hot tonight. Seven total. I'd have to roll a lot of successes in order to beat that. Four. You'd have to roll four in order to tie. Yeah, you have to roll four in order to tie. The problem is that you can roll a maximum of three dice on a willpower reroll, so you would have to get a double crit in order to succeed. Don't forget, this is dealing half damage as well. Because this is the, still the rebar. All right. So what happens? Um, so the difference is four. So you take two subdual damage as this, when you leap over, he just gets a good smack at your back. Uh, you don't lose any distance, but it does kind of hurt. And he starts uh, running after you again. So for the last roll before you switch back to Jonathan, roll me stamina plus athletics to try and keep ahead of him. Okay, okay. Well. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, uh, a... that's six. That's six total. That's a, Yeah, that's six total, but it is a... Oh, that's right, because it has to be no successes on normal dice. That's right. Okay, Um. so six total. Yeah, you managed to get as far ahead of him as you want to, because I'm pretty sure you don't want to lose him, because if you lose him, he'll Not go after yet. Jonathan. Yeah, he'll go after Jonathan if you lose him. So you can stay as exactly as far ahead as you want to. I want to get like up a level so that I have a window so that I can see. Okay. Ideally, let's get up to the top floor. Okay, yeah. I'll, that way I'll Jonathan you... can get out to the bottom and get to the car. And then I can keep an eye. Like once I see Jonathan going for the car, I will try to lose the werewolf and then make for the car. That is the plan. All right. Sure. I will allow you to do this. Um, so Jonathan... Go ahead and roll me more of that sweet intelligence plus a cult. That's three. It's three. So that's, and give me another one for how long Ape's turn took. Another three. Another three. So that's another two. So you have one room left. Roll that beautiful blood footage. So just go ahead and just go ahead and roll. <laughs> just go ahead and roll it. Just go ahead and roll it. See if you get two successes. All right. I do. You did. Exactly. All right. You see the last rune break, and something about the room feels different, 
and you can now pick up and leave the leave the room with the stake. And it doesn't seem to be really that much different looking from any other stake. You're assuming there's something that's going on with the finishing of the ritual that Montanero has not done yet. Yeah? Okay. Alright, so and I'm just gonna rule that you have all the time in the world to get out into the car, so core! Okay, so I know I said my plan, but I've actually had a moment to think. Mm-hmm. And he's going to absolutely notice the car peeling out. And I think he might be fast enough to catch up to the car before we can get out to the road proper. That is a thing I had considered when you had... So here's what I want to do. I think he might now be mad enough that he will... He's not quite, you know, using his noggin. He's just in kill mode. So I'm going to go with the original plan of try to get him to tangle up with that demon. <laughs> All right. So you run into the east wing and you don't even need sense the unseen to sense this thing. You sense an overwhelming amount of hate and anger and just plain old fucking bad bad vibes. I need you to roll me composure plus resolve. Okay. This creature has been failing his vibe check for the last 5,000 <laughs> years, sir. Uh, two successes. Just an absolutely rancid vibe. Would you like to spend a willpower? I'm not telling you if that succeeds. I'm not telling you if that succeeds or not. But would you like to spend one? Um, I mean, I've only got two. Then you can reroll two. Yeah, all right. Screw it. There you go. That's what you needed. Yay. All right. So, yeah, you managed to ignore it for the most part and just, like, not run directly back to the werewolf because this, there's one thing that the beast is more afraid of than a werewolf. It is a literal fucking demon somewhere in the room. And the werewolf... You're right. It's in just fucking, like, murder the shit out of you mode. It runs straight into the into this with you. And it gets deep enough in before realizing, oh, no, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And ape, I need one last roll to get away before this thing starts trying to tangle with the both of you. Alright, what are we just another dexterity or what? Uh, depends. How do you want to get out of here? Um, I was just gonna like leap out the fucking window and book it for the car. Now that he is sufficiently, you know, distracted. Yeah, dexterity plus athletics. That's good enough. That's good enough. Yep. You leap out the window and Later, fucker! You leap out the window and run for the car, and you, and both you and Jonathan get in, and uh, the, go, the driver- Go, go, go now, The go. driver- No, the driver was already, like, starting to peel out before the door even closed, my man. I, I say it anyway, dude. And, uh, and he just drives off. <laughs> well, that was something. I take it you didn't actually manage to kill him? God, no. 
Did you see the size of that thing? But he's not going to be chasing after us. Yeah. 100% yes, I had planned for him to chase the car if you not had not sent him to the demon. I mean, it's a dog. Of course it was going <laughs> to chase the car. Bless you, little cross. Just like none of you are mailmen. <laughs> no, that was the last character I played in a short campaign. <laughs> All right. So it is an uneventful drive back to Chicago. And y'all can meet up and discuss things if you wish. Yeah, let's have a debriefing. I'm assuming you meet at cores again. I might as well. I assume Virginero's is like waiting for us there. Oh no, he's gone. He's doing other stuff. It's just Salem and you guys and maybe Luke. But he doesn't want his goodie. I I definitely strong armed Luke into coming. Oh, you would have. Okay. All right. So Luke is there as well. He's just sort of sitting awkwardly on one of your couches. Uh, Luke confirmed for gay. <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, Salem. Hi. How'd the meeting go? Nobody died. Same here. In fact, negative one person died. Um. <laughs> That's an unusual amount of deaths. Ah. Uh, so, hey. Remember Legrand? Yes. Not dead, turns out. Not dead, er. And I really, I really fucking hate this convention of calling <laughs> all of us dead because it really fucking harshes my vibe trying to talk about this shit. Anyway, so Legrand's not dead. <sighs> all right, so that rumor was true, huh? I'd like to agree with you profusely on that bit of linguistics. I don't care either way. What? You're you're seriously going to tell me you didn't feel your heart racing there? <laughs> By the way, Salem, you uh, you remember how we got told that that place was supposed to be full of ghosts that were just gonna like throw rocks at us? Uh, yeah. You can. Let me guess. It wasn't full of ghosts, or it was full of more ghosts. One of those two. Zero ghosts. One big silver werewolf. Oh. Ah. Uh, well, fuck. It's fine. I'm glad to hear you're still alive. I got a couple good. I got a couple good shots in, and I learned it into a demon. I consider that a victory. I'm glad you're both still <laughs> with us. <laughs> Honestly, God was a lot talkier than I've been led to believe werewolves are. Uh, well. All's well that ends well. We've got the thing. I didn't get torn to pieces by a werewolf. And we are up one primogen, uh, soundingly. Everything's coming up Satriano. No, not in character. <laughs> I would have rolled with it. Yeah. Also, maybe Olsen owes me a favor for convincing him not to do something stupid and get himself killed. So. Nice. That's that's neat. We may yet come out of this ahead. 
Boo. Boo to that joke. <laughs> uh, stink Eye appears and then just like shoves a stake into your heart and rips your head off for that pun. It wasn't intentional, but you know what? I deserve it. <laughs> Rocks fall, everyone dies. No, no, just Salem. Alright, so then, next session, probably the final one. Y'all gonna have to. I don't to really feel... see where we can go from here. I mean, if you want to wrap. How much. Well, the, the, the thing is, is like, how do we get involved with the next stage of this operation? Because it's, it seems to me like we just. We hand the MacGuffin over to the guy who turns the MacGuffin on, and then he and his seven other super vampires go and kill the ultimate super vampire, and we have nothing to do with that because we're all a bunch of fucking babies. We're just in, like, the stands. We have we have a really nice barbecue. Kor has, like, one of those hats, like those beer hats, but instead of beer, it's blood bags. Honestly, if you guys didn't want to fight it, this is actually a really good place to end the campaign, so I'll go into the final scene. Uh, it's It depends, Colin. Do you have things planned to rope us into this final encounter? Not if you don't want to be roped into the final encounter. Like, you guys have 100% a good point. There's seven super vampires. They're gonna fucking steamroll this guy. I assume this dude has lackeys, though. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. In character, Jonathan would very much like to be done with this nonsense. Out of character, uh, I'm down to get roped into some nonsense. Are the rest of you down to be roped into some nonsense? Yeah. Oh, I'm always down for nonsense. And let me rephrase what I was saying, by the way. What I actually meant was that. I don't see how there could be another session after the next one. Oh, oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, next time, you guys are going to fucking deal with Pilzer. So, this was a big session. Everybody did some really important things. This, it's, uh, it was super important. So, six experience to everybody. Man, generosity. You guys essentially got the best ending possible for between the two set, between the two different things that you were doing. So, yeah, that's worth extra experience points. Good job, Commander Shepard. You managed to defeat the Reapers, and all of your krill crew survived. Your krill survived. Yep, yeah, yep. Your krill survived. Uh, I I bought a thing that automatically feeds them, so that way I don't have to pay attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> you did all of the loyalty missions. Yep. And convinced two, presumably, old and savvy vampires not to do something really stupid and make an enemy out of everyone else in the room. Yeah. And 100%, like, if one of them had died, another person was going to be like, you can't fucking kill anybody in Elysium, and, and uh, Montanero is going to be like, who said this was Elysium? Oh, this isn't Elysium. <laughs> That's an entirely different movie. This All is right. The Matrix. So, <laughs> fucking... Fucking Salem was the star of the show and talked down the two of the most powerful vampires in the city into not getting themselves killed. Uh, Kor got into a fucking fist fight with a vampire and or with a werewolf and 
one, actually. Like, if, if we take a long enough scope of things, Core won that fight. Yeah. And um, I threw, like, 20 dice at a circle, and... It was uh, 20 important dice. I, I threw 20 dice at a circle and uh, tried to talk my way out of something that I could not have possibly talked my way out of. You're going to take that? <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening to our particular brand of bullshit, everyone. Next time, the final bits. Next episode, the end question mark. Uh, next episode, somehow we get roped into some real bullshit.